Hey everybody, Shane Presley here, Rock Paper Podcast. Thank you so much for checking out another brand new episode. Uh, thank you if you uh, first time or long time, however long you've been listening to the show. I appreciate all your continued support as uh, we're creeping up on 1,000. This is uh, wild to think about. So thank you again for all the years of support. Um, Episode 999 with Jeremiah Johnson with special guest Paul Niehaus and Tom Maloney hanging out on this one. We had a lot of fun recording this over at Blue Lotus Recording Studio in St. Louis. Uh, where, uh, that's where they recorded this record. Uh, we're going to talk about Jeremiah Johnson's brand new album, Hi-Fi Drive-By, due out on October 21st. And uh, you're going to get a little sneak peek at it today, uh, and I uh, hope you enjoy it. Do I uh, want to remind you, as always, Rock Paper Podcast is brought to you by Friendship Brewing Company in Wentzville, Missouri, serving up all your craft beer needs, over 25 rotating taps, and you can uh, come on out and enjoy a beverage. Uh, you can get some burgers and flatbread pizza and pretzels and nachos and salads and all kinds of tasty treats out there uh and you can enjoy some great live music uh again all on fridays and saturdays they do some and sundays they do some music and uh you can come out on friday october 14th and see matt waltershed out there Saturday, October 15th, they're doing a Friendstoberfest, and uh, the Worst Barbarian Band kicks it off 3 to 6, and Buddy and Q, 7 to 10. Um, you can find their full beer menu, food menu, and concert calendar, and everything else at friendshipbrewingcompany.com, and be sure to follow along with them on your Facebook and Instagram. Also, big thank you to Roughneck Beard Company and American Rambler for their continued support. Uh, you can visit them in the Maplewood area or shop 24-7 at roughneckbeardcompany.com and use my code RPP15 for an exclusive 15% off your purchase. It's officially beard season. The weather is cooling off and it's prime time for growth. Weather... You are keeping it growing or growing it out for the first time. Roughneck Beard Company products make it better. Eliminate the itch and set the stage for a faster, fuller growth with Roughneck's full line of beard oils, balms, washes, and nutrient sprays. Again, you can find it all at roughneckbeardcompany.com. Use my code to save 15% off of your favorite beard oils, balms, junk powder, soaps, combs, Whatever you might need to take care of that beard and mustache of yours, you can find it there. And uh, if you need me, of course, you can always find me at rockpaperpodcast.com. Hit me up on the socials. Email me at rockpaperpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, if you haven't uh, seen online, I just recently added uh, the old boombox t-shirt onto the merch store. You can find that rockpaperpodcast.com uh, slash merch or buyjack.com slash rockpaperpodcast. Uh, be, uh, appreciate anybody that's already bought those. Those are, uh, those turned out really nice. Big thanks again to Andrew Binder at Icon and Inc. to uh, drawing that up for me. Um, but uh, yeah, if you'd like to take home a t-shirt, hat, tank top, whatever you might need, you can find it all at the merch store, buyjack.com slash rockpaperpodcast. And uh, that is it for me, everybody. Hope you enjoy this brand new episode with my buddy, Jeremiah Johnson. Um, the podcast is kind of like a, it's like a radio show that's not on the radio. It's on, it's on the internet. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> that's also like my mom. Uh, it makes it sound more confusing, doesn't it? Uh, it sounds like this. Rock Paper Podcast. This is beat paper, paper covers rock. Rock beats is the Shane covers nonstop. Never know what new kind of guests that he's got coming at you. Live and direct on the spot could be rock, folk, country, or hip hop, jazz. All kind of folks that he has. 
ass could be an artist or a comedian to make you laugh on the Double-decker fudge round, rolling round town Shane coming at you live and direct from ground zero Here's your hero, here's your bestie Rock, paper, podcast with Shane Presley Hey everybody, Shane Presley here, Rock Paper Podcast, coming to you from St. Louis, Missouri. Recording today at uh, Blue Lotus Recording Studio right here in St. Louis. And uh, got some talented friends with me today. I'm hanging out with uh, Jeremiah Johnson. Hello everybody, how you doing? It's me. (laughs) And uh, we got Tom Maloney here with us. Howdy. Mr. Paul Niehaus. How's it going? Thank you, Shane. Yeah, man, this is very cool. I'm, <clears throat> excuse me, very uh, excited to be back here at Blue Lotus. We've had a, a lot of fun down here over the years and talking about several records that uh, have been recorded and produced down here. And I'm excited to be talking about uh, another brand new one. We got a uh, brand new record from Jeremiah Johnson and uh, titled Hi Fi Drive By, due out on October 21st. And uh, so this was, I thought this would be really cool to sit down and kind of get in a little insight into the record and, uh, and obviously uh, having Paul and Tom here kind of talking about your guys' role in creating all this too. So, sure. um, but yeah, so I guess, uh, I guess let's start with that. Like, cause uh, you guys have been, Jeremiah and Paul, you guys have been working together for a while now, but uh, yeah, is this like a... Is this your first record down here, though, or no? This is the second one we've done down here. Uh, back whenever the pandemic came along, and uh, you know we were all forced to stay home and all that. Uh, basically, I just got a hold of Paul back at Paul and said, "Hey, you know, do you want to put together some songs that we could release online uh, to try to make a little money and make some?" And you know, of course, we were itching to make music because I didn't see any signs that things were going to change as far as, uh, you know, the world opening back up and that. And, uh, so Paul agreed, wanted to do it and, uh, said, heck yeah, man, let's do it. So came over and, uh, we had a Tony Antonelli on drums and we, we whipped out, uh, eight songs. And anyway, we, we, we were, we liked them. We we thought we could probably release them online and make a little money to help pay for our bills and such. And, uh, but I'm on roof records, so I had to let them hear it and they listened to it. And uh, immediately said, uh, "Let's let's go ahead and release it." You know, uh, so that was unexpected. We weren't planning on that happening, and uh, so we did release it, and then ended up that the album was nominated for a 2022 Blues Music Award for the best blues rock album of the year. Nice. So it was a real surprise, you know. But ever since then, uh, we've been going around. Uh, you know, we st- started right away, go where, wherever we could play back then and uh because there was certain cities and states you know that, that were totally locked down and right and uh we just kept going at it and going at it and then now here we are um uh, you know 2022 and i think it was in november of last year that we started talking about making a new album and i had went on uh the legendary blues cruise and i and i was Taking some notes on, you know, some of these legendary guys, you know, uh, Curtis Saldago for for one, and uh, kind of really thought to myself, uh, okay, I see what these what he's doing and what these some of these bigger names were doing, where they were leaning into the talents of others that they had around them, and uh, just letting themselves sort of be the, the 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 singer, the star, or whatever you want to call it, you know, the artist, and uh, so I I, I kind of started thinking about that and. and when I got back, I talked to Paul and, and Tom, and I was like, hey, let's put together an album and let's do it together. Um, and, and, uh, and they agreed they wanted to be a part of it. So that was the beginning of the Hi-Fi Drive-By, and we started working on I think, at the beginning of 2022, right? That's uh, right. Yeah. January. January. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, man. Well, this uh, – you guys gave me a little sneak peek, uh, to, and I was listening to it last night at work. And then again on the drive-in, and uh, a lot of fun, man. This record, uh, I mean, I've obviously been following along with with Jeremiah for many years, and uh, 
you know, they're they're all a lot of great records, but this uh, was was different, man. Obviously, having Paul and Tom's influence on it, I felt like there was a uh, some some different sounds coming out of this record for yes. sure. Yes, indeed. Uh, especially keys. Uh, I don't recall you having a whole lot of keys uh, in some of your records. So, yeah, um, th- we we had some keys in some of them, uh, but really the the biggest difference is is that this was a collaborate right. collaboration. You know. Uh, Right away from the beginning, it was it was more along the lines of that. You know, Tom started coming over to my house, at, uh, you know, every week, and I started taking some guitar lessons from him, and we started throwing out song ideas. And uh, then Paul and Tom and I met, started meeting down here uh, at Blue Lotus uh, once a week, and uh, going through all the different song ideas we had. We were recording them and and, and seeing what we could come up with. Uh, there was some beer drinking and, and some <laughs> yeah. other shenanigans going on, and 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 uh, we we ended up with I think it was somewhere around sixteen different song ideas, and uh, some of them were already obviously already for sure songs we knew that we wanted to do, and the others weren't, and then you know uh, we kind of picked through them in that and uh, decided you know we wanted an album that flowed real well. Uh, so we kind of tried to look, pick out songs, you know, of those that we had ideas and, and focus on them. And uh, it, it was a really fun process. You know, uh, I've never collaborated with anybody uh, as far as songwriting and that on any of my previous records, you know. And uh, but I was trying to keep in mind that I wanted to be the artist and not necessarily worry about all that stuff. You know, I uh, just worry about what I have to do you know, as far as write lyrics and sing and and play guitar and that. And I wanted to be, you know, just a part of it too. You know, like, you know, if if I, if my part was just a little rhythm or my part was not even to play, you know, whatever it was, I wanted to be a team on it. And, uh, you know, I think you can hear that in the album, you know, you hear the different song ideas and things. And and that's why it's, it's, it's a unique record for me. And I think it's, you know, it's got some maturity level to it that, would not have been there without their help, you know? Yeah. Uh, yep. It all flowed real easy, though. It I never felt like we, you know... Right. I mean, a couple of times we had to scratch our heads for some lyrics or whatever, but um, Jeremiah came up with them. He wrote all the lyrics, basically, and, uh, you know, it, it never felt like work. You know, uh, I was always ready to go to the next meeting or get together because I don't know. I think the other guys felt that way, too, that we were really doing something. We weren't just hanging out, you know, jamming and stuff. We felt like we were moving forward with this and um, it uh, it all came together pretty easy, I think. And then when we got Joe Meyer, the drummer involved, it. it became what what it is. We laid the foundation, you know. Yeah, yeah. By the time we had we brought in uh, Joe, uh, if you don't know who Joe Meyer is, he's a St. Louis drummer who's considered by many uh, to be you know top elite drummer here in the area. Uh, he's been on ma- some major big stages, you know, with country all actions around the world. all around the yeah. world, and uh, just phenomenal. Uh, drummer and a great guy and, and and just a talent you know uh but by the time we got to him you know we already had pretty much a good idea of what we were going to do and uh and, and we got to work on them several times with him before we, we we got to the recording process too so that was nice to be able to kind of just jam and he had good input too he, did. he in really what, did what he brought to the table you know and and paul would hear our, what jeremiah and i was doing and he'd say well what about a bridge here or, you know, yeah. and he would help arrange it and bring it into focus and stuff. Yeah. And all these, uh, were written start. You said, uh, after the initial session, uh, meeting in January, but like, so none of these were like, uh, continued off of unemployed or anything like after, or, or like an idea. Well, I have one song on the album. That's an old song of mine that I wrote when I was in my early twenties, yeah. uh, young and blind. And I I'd originally written that a long time ago, All right. and uh, but uh, 
I don't think there was anything well, that we oh, had. Hot blooded, oh, hot blooded love. love. That's that right. one oh, appeared yeah. on the St. Louis Blues Society nineteen and nineteen compilation. Yeah. That's right. So that's that's, right. that's technically the first track on the one on the Blues Society record. That version is the first track he recorded here. Yeah. But we did a whole new version of that, yeah. and this one's just over the top with horns and strings and oh, yeah. background vocals and yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I forgot about that. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so so we had a couple of songs yeah. that were, but uh, but the rest of it was was just kind of on the fly, and you know it was interesting. We were really concerned with the flow of the record, and so we we would say, well, we have a song like this, so let's get a song like this, you mm-hmm. know, and and it was kind of that kind of thing where we we were trying to think about how the album would sound if you were listening to it old school, and you put the vinyl down, which you will be able to get a vinyl of, and. Uh, so it was fun to be able to do that and work with, you know, I don't know how many of the listeners know Tom Maloney, but he's a he's a freaking St. Louis legend and a musical genius, you know. Yep. And I don't know there's about just, that. Oh, I don't know about that. How about an idiot with a guitar? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, but we, we were good together, and it, yeah. it, it, and then Paul is also yeah. the same way. You know, I I think of him as a musical genius too, and uh, so it was really for me. You know, I I'm more of a I, I, I took lessons. I, I went to college and, and studied jazz for a couple of years, but I, I didn't really pay a lot of attention. I wanted to be a rock star. I was worried about that kind of thing. And so to have these two, you know, there to really kind of like reel me in and, and, and point me in the right direction, you know, uh, I, 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 it was great. You know, uh, it, it made it. And I think you can hear that on the album too. You know, everything is dialed in to the point. I mean, they're, there's not notes on there that clash in any way. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, when we were record in the recording process, it it was it was mind blowing to me to, to the ears these two have. I mean, they they could hear somebody, two people in there singing, and they could tell you what chord they were and what oh this seventh of that, and they need to be doing a lot of da. And I'm like <laughs> no. sitting here going, man, how in the world can you hear that and then know what it is? You know, so that's that's the kind of uh, expertise that these two brought and. Uh, it, it, you know, I think it, it really made the record fantastic. Yeah, man. Well, let's give them a little uh, sneak peek. Uh, I think we, you know, give them a little sound, idea what the sounds are, and uh, let's talk about a song called "The Squeeze." All right, man. Yeah, I I know for a fact. I remember specifically whenever I first came up with the the little intro riff or the headpiece to it, and uh, you know, oddly enough, I was just thinking about. Uh, kind of like a, a Clapton Casey classic type song, you know, uh, and I don't know, Casey 95 is a radio station in St. Louis that back in their uh, young days, you know, they were the first to play uh, full length albums and such and, and sort of be the revolution of rock and roll in, uh, in the Midwest and a uh, pretty famous station, and, you know, at least to us. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that was the idea. And then, uh, you know, it, I don't know, went from there. Yeah. You're the best there's ever been Yeah, getting on my nerves And crawling in my skin Wake up every morning Feeling like I've already been ten rounds If I didn't want you so bad, darling I'd have already thrown in the damn towel I said, baby That I've got it made Said it tastes like lemons 
And I'm tired of lemonade You know what to say When you're trying to set me off Set me off I know we're gonna work it out, daughter Don't won't be the damn cause some extra hands to help uh, along with you three we got some extra players and stuff on this uh, song also and a couple other songs uh, throughout the record obviously yeah yeah well, yeah let's yeah. give a shout out to the horn section uh, and um, the great arranging for the horns that was done by Kevin O'Connor who's a great friend of mine and co-producer here with a lot of my records here at Blue Lotus and so he wrote out the horn charts and uh, we had Casimu Taylor on the trumpet who Jeremiah went to school with way back in the day. Oh, nice. Which is a pretty neat connection. Yeah. We had Frank Bauer on the saxophone, who was in Jeremiah's band for many years. And uh, we had John Cavelli and Dave Dickey on the trombones. And we had Kevin O'Connor on the Barry sax. Yeah, man. And we also have on background vocals, both the River Kittens and Emily Wallace. Yeah. How that about was, that combination? Yeah, that was quite the... Uh collection of people there for sure a lot of st louis all-stars and but that, that's one of uh one of probably one of my favorite parts of the record i just really enjoyed hearing uh the background vocals uh especially those three are uh, very talented at what they do and so it was yeah. fun to hear those voices coming through on 
uh, adding a little uh, touch to the background harmonies and stuff. And it was a, it was a fantastic thing to witness uh, when you were watching them do it with all three of them. Uh, you know, they just had uh, so much natural talent, and and uh, the River Kittens could perfectly harmonize with each other, and then harmonize on top of themselves again. Uh, and Emily was just a, a monster. I mean, she, she just came out there and just really whipped it, man. I, I was so impressed with them. It's a real pleasure to have all three of those ladies on it. And, you know, I always wanted to have uh, female backup singers from my, when I was a young man, I, I was a huge Bob Seger and the Silver Bullet Band fan, oh, yeah. you know. And, and there was always female backup singers on, yeah. on nearly everything he put out. And another I sort of a, classic. Yeah, sort of a, that that era, really. You yeah. know, it, it was popular to have female backup singers. Yeah, uh, yeah. And and uh, you don't see it as much anymore with bands uh, today because I think you know they're just kind of worried about well keeping it. You know, uh, not dragging around as many people. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe economics, you know, the economics yeah. of it, and that. But that was the idea, you know, like kind of giving that old school sound by having the female backup vocals. And, and man, they really knocked it out of the park. They yeah. did. Yep. On yeah. all the tunes. But, you know, on this tune that we're talking about, uh, the squeeze, it's kind of a combination of two styles. Because like Jeremiah was saying, you know, you got the kind of classic rock sound in the beginning. But then when you come to the chorus... It's like Wilson Pickett at at uh, Stax Records or something, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah, and it's it's such it it flowed so easily in between the two, and uh, of course the background vocals really come out on the chorus. Yeah, and uh, but they're those all three of those girls were so intuitive. Uh, their natural instincts, they they just dug right in and and uh were at home with their surroundings and uh we were uh very excited when we heard the results yes yeah. indeed yeah very cool uh yeah this uh so again all this this uh hi-fi drive-by will be available uh worldwide on october 21st um if you come out to some shows, we got some physicals already. Yeah, and actually, you can pre-order it right now, and I would encourage everybody to please do so because yeah. uh, bands uh, like us, you know, that aren't aren't huge bands and don't have you know fifty, seventy, hundred thousand people, you know, uh, following us in that. Uh, you know, it ha- that's the really the best shot we have at like re- getting on the Billboard charts, and, sure. and, and you know, and not that the Billboard charts are the you know, make all, end all or whatever. But what that kind of thing does is it helps us to, you know, uh, book festivals and things so we can get in more cities around the United States and Europe and that. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, you can pre-order it now. Uh, it's available. You can The link's on my website, jeremiahjohnsonband.com. But the official worldwide release is October 21st. And what about, uh, do, is there, you mentioned vinyl. Is that... Uh is there a pre-order for that yet, or not yet? the The vinyl thing, the, the manufacturing of it was taking longer, right? And right. Uh, so I have not received a date on it. But in the past, it usually is, you know, a month or so after the release, you know, yeah. something like that. I know a lot of those uh, plants are backlogged uh, quite a bit. Uh, yeah, with, uh, I know, uh, you know, people like Adele and some of the other uh, big records that came out and stuff have put a, you know. Uh, changed up plans for a lot of uh, independent artists and uh, trying to get records produced this year and stuff. So, but uh, but yeah, in due time we'll get there. And that's right. It'll be nice to have that for sure. Amen. Yep. Uh, sure. I know I got a uh, uh, heaven heaven's the Betsy on vinyl and stuff. Yeah. It's fun to have uh, have my friends uh, on vinyl. There, it's cool, man. I like having adding those to the collection. Yeah, it is neat. So, uh, but yeah, that uh, so keep an eye out for that. And again, uh, you can get involved with Jeremiah Johnson on all your socials and uh, feel free to follow along for more dates. Again, at jeremiahjohnsonband.com. Uh, we did, uh, I thought this was another fun idea. Like um, something I personally love doing on the show is playing some live acoustic stuff. It's some, one of my favorite things. And I thought it'd be fun with you guys here today. If we uh, stripped one of these down and, and this was uh we did hot diggity dog and, this was such a fun vibe to it. Like really, uh, you know, Tom said, uh, 
back porch, you know, picking kind of thing. It was just fun that you watching you guys work and, uh, I can, we could have sat there all day. I felt like listening to that and just (laughs) grooving. So this was, uh, this was really cool. Thank you for, for doing this, uh, live today for us. But, uh, anything come around when you guys think about, uh, hot diggity dog? Well, I mean, honestly, that was one of the the tunes that, uh, Tom brought to the table and, uh, you know, it was just such a cool finger picking riff that, you know, I immediately, once I first heard him play it, I'm like, well, you got to show me how to do that. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I can't let you, you can't he come got in right and, to it too. <laughs> you can't just sit down here and, and, and play that and then not show me how you do that. Said she had enough Time for a change On the last straw Point in the blame Hot diggity dog Look what the cat dragged in face again Said I cross that line Fan the flames Add a fuel to the fire Light the gasoline Hot diggity dog Look what the cat dragged in That's one that we, we we worked on it over with me and Tom over at my place, you know, and then we brought it in with the with the three of us and 
we just jammed it and uh it took a little bit but then the melody started coming out with the vocals and then the chorus came about and, and we were like yeah that's it you know the and uh then like all the songs i i, I you know i have a three-year-old son now and and during the process of this when i would watch him during the day uh you know i would he would sit and play and i have a sunroom and i would just sit with these songs and the recordings we were making that each week you know uh for demos or whatever and i would just work on the lyrics all you know while he was playing and hanging out and uh it came together real nice man hot diggity dogs just a it's a it's it's just a fun uh, picking little song, man. It does, and I, I love the lyrics because it paints a picture, you know, and uh, it it tells a story, as all of Jeremiah's songs do. They tell a a story, and you can almost say, "I think I know that person. <laughs> I know that gal," <laughs> you know, and uh, so it 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 all kind of had a, a natural feel and. As Jeremiah said earlier, you know, we were trying to lean towards the blues. Yes. But whenever you make an album, you know, you say, okay, this is what we're going to do. And then you find out what it's going to be. It it takes on a course of its own. And, uh, you know, we didn't want to make it too strict like saying well wait a minute this doesn't sound bluesy enough or right. you know we can't use this because it's not used in blues or, or you can't use a wah pedal because it's not traditional right. or no. anything like that yeah uh we, we we didn't put any boundaries on on any of it that way and with hot diggity dog you know that whole song idea was basically you know uh a relationship where these two people are you know they should Parent, you know, the guy's always in trouble, and 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 you know, she's saying he's the worst, you know, and this and that, <laughs> complaining and complaining. But and then, then here he is sitting there at the bar, and then he turns and looks over, and door opens up, and here she comes walking back. <laughs> you know, that, that's the whole idea of the song, you know. Right. Uh, and, and you know, I, I just think it's a fun tune, uh, just a great beat, great groove. I, I'm just thankful that I was able to work on it with, with uh, these guys, so you know. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I, uh, you mentioned your uh, son. I, I probably one of the biggest uh, changes um, since we've last spoke on this show is that you, you became a dad, and I, I just think that's really cool to see you. Uh, you know, work into. I've seen you play some stuff like uh, you know with the guitar around him and stuff, and like I just think it's really neat to uh, have that. You know, like it just. Uh, I was wondering about how if. Uh, if he was like responding to music and stuff, like if he's like, uh, oh, certainly, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's got two guitars, yeah. and, <laughs> and uh, he sits there and plays them that every day. You know, he bangs around on them. You know, when you're two, two or three, you know, I mean, it's just good to see that he, you know, he knows how to hold it. He knows how to pluck each of the strings. He's beginning to where he puts. He knows that he's got to put his finger down on the fret to get it to change pitch. And little things like that, you know, I never had that at that age, you know, <laughs> right. like no one, you know, and he just, the love of music, you know, like he hears a song, I, I see that he immediately is moving to the beat on beat and uh, he, he'll, he actually has a preference now. He'll tell me if he, I like this song, you know, <laughs> and, and yeah. it's three, you know, just turned three, you know, Beautiful. a few weeks ago. And so, you know, anytime you're a parent or a for me, a first-time parent, you know, it's just a, a real blessing to, in general, to even have them healthy and in your life. And uh, I just want him to be happy. I don't care if he plays guitar or mm -hmm. whatever. Uh, he could do whatever he wants, you know, as long as he's a happy person. And uh, But he always will have music. He's always going to have a guitar. Uh, if he doesn't play them, I, I hope he doesn't sell them for something stupid. If you're listening to this, <laughs> 20 years from now, Leo, yeah. don't sell those guitars, Leo. Just hang listening. on to them. Yeah. Hang on to them. But uh, yeah, man, it's been great. And, and, and yeah, we do. He's in. I'm hoping to try to put together a little music video that where where he's dancing because there he's a dancing fool, man. <laughs> I was. Uh, uh, I don't know what. Uh, I was listening. Uh, was that some uh winery thing and um 
this kid played Elvis and uh, I immediately like started kind of laughing because uh, the uh, the image uh, popped in my head from Forrest Gump when, yeah. uh, when uh, you know, show me that little movement, like that, <laughs> him doing that dance and stuff. And like, I uh, just uh, imagine uh, something like that, like uh, getting, uh, learning some moves from your kids and, uh, you know, having, maybe they'll teach you some dance moves uh, to take to the stage. Well, <laughs> I'm almost 50 years old now and I'm not planning on starting dancing <laughs> because uh, I never was good at it. And, and now... I could probably hurt myself, <laughs> but or your partner, right? yeah, or somebody else, right? <laughs> or at least be something you don't want to look at. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but it, it's yeah. cool, man, to have him around. And you know, he he found, you know, kids nowadays know how to operate remote controls oh, and phones. Yeah. And once he found YouTube, he fell in love with a, a Latin guitar player. Uh, he calls him Cool Guy, <laughs> and then every day he would ask to see Cool Guy like almost five hours a day. Huh. And but luckily this guy is a freaking monster guitarist, and uh, I'm thinking, sure, you can watch this all day long, <laughs> yeah. man. You know, uh, so that's the kind of special stuff about it, you know. But For sure. you know, the other cool thing is, you know, just letting him be a child, and yeah. and, and, and that too, all the normal things. Uh, he really likes the the uh, Dickie Betts's Blue Sky guitar solo, right. so he'll watch he'll watch that over and over. And uh, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to find this guy's name here, but this guy, this Latin guitarist man, oh Lucas uh, Imbarada, I M B I R I B A. Uh, if you haven't checked this guy out, he's a uh, a monster. Yeah. Uh, on, on a guitar, man, it's just un- unbelievable. And uh, anyway, so it's it's neat, man. Yeah, you know? I, I I mean, I'm I just think that's uh, super cool, man. I'm 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 uh, I just love uh, seeing you two happy and uh, you know just having that relationship. Like I said, is really uh, fun to watch, man. So well, good, thanks. Uh, and I think it's cool too. Like you were saying, much like your son is learning from you playing guitar, you uh, mentioned watching Tom play and learning from him. Oh, man, you know, I've, I've learned so much from Tom. I mean, I, I remember at the beginning of the year, whenever I see people and I'm saying, I'm working on this album, I'm taking lessons, and people were like, you're taking lessons? Oh, my, well, why would you want to do that? You know? And, and the th- you know, as a musician, or I feel like you should, you always have something to learn. You know, you're always yeah. trying to get better. And I, and I certainly do not know it all. And, and uh I'll be the first to admit it, but I also am the first to say, "Hey, I want to. I want to learn it. I want to get better. I want to try, you know, to improve." And uh, really, this whole album, Hi-Fi Drive-By, was was sort of a statement in that to that extent, as me saying, "Hey, you know, a lot of people know me as this blues rock guy, and uh, I know in the blues community, uh, you know, I'm more of a you know too many notes guy, probably, uh, but." Not on this album. Not on this album. There's a couple songs that where we just you let, let it, it rip on a couple yeah. of them. But, but the rest of them, though, I mean, we stayed on basic patterns, basic, uh, you know, tasteful, tasteful yeah, riffs, tasteful. not too much, long bends. And uh, so, yeah, it's just been a wonderful to have a mentor like Tom, you know. Uh, he lives just right in the same neighborhood as me. Nice. He's just a few yeah, houses away. Yeah. <laughs> and... You know, over the years, I'd done shows with Jeremiah. We'd uh, yeah. we'd play down. Uh, I remember one time it was cold as heck, uh, and we were down in Forest Park in front of the art museum. I think it was on an Art Hill, and it was like you breathing. You know that it was uh, it was very cold, and there was a number of acts on that stage that night, and. Uh, we were like the backup band for the different acts that came on. Jeremiah came with his guitar, told us what key and everything. He got to business and did his show. It was perfect, man. There was no snags or nothing. And I always remember Jeremiah as being very together. You know, some of the people that we'd have to back up would be telling us, well, unplug that and do this. I want this and I want that. He just came in, plugged in and said, we're in A or whatever it was. And uh, give me a a backbeat or a shuffle or whatever. And he was so easy to follow. And uh, so, yeah, 
over the years, our paths had crossed, yeah. you know, and uh, I always had a lot of respect for him. I remember that one time you came down to the jam session, and uh, it was the the album that you did with Devin. Yeah, Grind CD. Yeah, yeah Devin it had just gotten an yeah. award, a, a big award, hadn't it? I don't recall which. I, I can't remember what it was. I'm real bad at remembering, <laughs> but I know that it was a, a prestigious thing for him to have received and we were kind of celebrating i think that was know? my first uh, uh album that hit in the top 10 of the billboard blues charts yeah. I think yeah it was number four or something like that yeah that ain't too shabby no, yeah, no. <laughs> so yeah our paths had crossed and i've always enjoyed uh jeremiah's music and uh, i mean well thanks great man. guitar yeah. player but one of the most believable singers of any race, color, creed, or whatever, the man has a deep soul in his voice that uh, I think comes through in everything, whether it's a ballad or, you know, uh, and that quality of the storyteller. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he can tell a story. Yeah, man. That's right. Well, Paul, you, uh, you've you been a little quiet over here. Let's get uh, your take on uh, some of this behind the board, uh, rec- making this record possible. Uh, Absolutely. Um, do you uh, what? Do you have a particular uh, favorite moment that comes to mind when uh, uh, engineering and recording this record? Uh, you know, um, I'll I'll tell you a little bit about the process of how we how we tracked this. And, yeah. And so, I was on the bass guitar and I was in the control room. Right. Um, and these guys, these two gentlemen plus Joe, were out here in this room. So Tom was sitting here. He's playing guitar. He hears, you know, everything through the headphones, including my bass, because there was no bass out here. Joe's doing his thing. JJ's in a little makeshift vocal booth, giving us a scratch vocal. His amps in that room in there. So we cut, we cut the foundation that we built everything else on in these in on a Monday and a Tuesday. And so that was the bass, the two rhythm guitars, and the drums for all the 10 songs. Then the next day, we came back and did some keyboards. We did we did some guitar solos, we did some vocals. So, you know, yeah, my my favorite moments are those the the capturing the foundation of yeah. this is the foundational track we're going to put all this other stuff on and making sure that it feels intuitively right and good. And we didn't do more than three or four takes for any of the 10 songs. So it speaks to the talent here and just what a joy it is to work with Joe and, you know, to have Tom as, as my co-producer for this album meant so much to me. Uh, I couldn't say enough good things about Tom. Uh, He's one of my best friends and, and he's been a mentor to me for over 10 years and I'm very grateful for that. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, man. I, uh, I just, uh, I think that's super cool. I think that's like some of my, obviously going back to, classic records uh that we you know the, that we love like i think a lot of them are all start that way you just build it from uh get your nice rhythm section down and everything else and just and build that uh off of those and so this uh was cool to hear you giving a little insight on how this record came to life absolutely one more little anecdote is that up until the moment we tracked it even that morning we we were we were thinking that we were going to do it to a click track but then we decided no, we don't need it. Let's just go without it. All right. So. Was that the right choice? Is oh, yeah. It, I believe yeah. so. No no regrets? No, not <laughs> yeah. at all. I mean, yeah. Joe Meyer, you know, that guy is, <laughs> yeah. is, a, is a, you know, he's just perfectly dialed in. And, you know, I, it has a natural flow to it. You know, the, the songs don't push and pull. But if they if they push a little, they push at the right spot and then they come back. You know, like mm-hmm. it, it, it turned out real well. Uh you know, I thought just to throw in on some of what Paul, the stuff that he was doing and, and the wonderful production that him and Tom, you know, when it was something, a sight to see whenever you have all these horn players in here uh, with these charts and they, you know, they, they never re- rehearsed the stuff and, 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 and to see it all, all that coming together, like it was crazy for, you know, me being a, a non reader yeah. in that. Uh, and then their ears to be able to hear if something's not right or one guy's not doing this or I, I was just blown away by that. So for me, that was a very pretty special. Um, the couple of the other moments was that I thought that stand out to me was Maloney playing slide guitar. 
Uh, mm, yeah, yes. that was just super awesome. Uh, you guys, we didn't plan on that. See, we, <laughs> yeah. we were uh, putting the extra tracks and vocals on, and, and all of a sudden they go, hey, Tom, play slide on this. I'm going, what? <laughs> <laughs> I wish I would have had something prepared. but uh, <laughs> No. No. But, well, I have this amp, uh, Overdrive oh, Special. Yeah. It's, it's made by Fuchs. Uh, and uh, it's got a real creamy Santana overdrive on it. And, uh, man, he got in there, and we cranked that thing up. And, uh, man, it was just so fun to see that kind of all happen. We were like, oh, yeah, that's exactly what we was, we wanted right there. Oh, so he that absolutely was a, killed it. That was a special special to me. Yeah, I'll never yeah. forget that. And, and, and we, it's worth noting that Tom did that in standard tuning. Mo, a lot of slide yeah. players, they'll tune it up to an open chord. Tom plays ridiculously amazing slide guitar in standard tuning. Yeah. Very rare. Well, I don't know about that. It, <laughs> I know it's about ridiculous. That, bro. It is. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that that particular song had a had a great feel to it. And uh, I is that the one? <laughs> Forgive me yeah, for not knowing, but yeah. I I believe that's the one that Joe starts. He's Correct. got like yeah, yeah. a couple of measures of just drums. Yep. And it set it up so good, you know, and uh, and then the song, it just kind of grew. Uh, but that original two days that Paul was talking about, when we were done with the rhythm tracks, we all, I think we all had a good feeling from it. We, yes. There was no like, well, that could have been a little bit better or that should have been tighter Maybe we'll redo this one and pick up the tempo or something. We all knew, and Joe included, he felt really like, yeah, I did something too. You know, mm -hmm. he uh, contributed, and uh, it's it's quite a satisfying feeling to, to know that you've hit the mark that you were shooting for, or you know what I'm saying. You're in the the ballpark with yeah. it all, and uh, it is. Yeah, it man. was. It was a really good feeling, and uh, I hope that comes across to the people who hear it, and they can feel good from it too. You yeah, know? yeah. I consider a very joyful record. Me yeah. too. Oh yeah. And Jeremiah, can we tell Shane about the photography and the documenting? Yeah, it? yeah. And so from the beginning, before we got started on the record, I I had an idea that I wanted to document the making of the of the entire thing. And uh, we have a photographer friend, Dawn Wilcox, and uh, she takes a lot of photos at our shows and such, and she actually took the photos that are on the cover of the album and that. And uh, I, we asked her if she wanted to do it, and I was like, well, I want to make a little coffee table book uh, that fo that documents the entire thing, the process from us just sitting around here working on, working out the songs at the beginning all the way to the last, you know, uh, whatever we added on, you know. And she showed up every session she did. And, and photographed the entire thing. And, and the book is being made right now. It's almost oh, done. Very cool. Yeah. And uh, so we'll have those available. And, uh, you know, that, that's just something that I thought, I, you know, I would have never even thought of that if it wasn't for the fact that I, I you know, I have my son, you know, and I thought, man, I, I, this would be something that I, when I'm long gone yeah. you know yeah maybe when he has children he'll be able to pull that out and then say that there's your grandfather you know yeah man yeah that's very cool i'm excited to see that hell yeah uh well you mentioned uh quicksand a little bit with uh the, with tom on slide and i was uh, this is one i picked uh that i wanted to highlight this is one of my favorite songs on the uh record just uh really really hooked me right away it's uh you know it's it's fun it's got like a, kind of a, I don't know, something about it. Like at the beginning with the the vocal, the Dang you know, vocals. yeah, it's kind of yeah. kind of, and then like a little keys and the drum. It kind of gave me like a little New Orleans kind of vibe to it. Swampy, uh, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. It was just yep. and it was fun right away and like, uh, but uh, and the lyrics are very relatable. I think uh, we've all kind of been there, like you're saying. That's uh, uh, sometimes these are uh, being an adult and stuff is kind of sometimes can be a slippery slope. Then uh, where it's where it's like you're in quicksand. You're trying to do all you can to right, to yeah, make it, and yeah, you're never yeah. getting ahead. And um, so, people can relate to that yeah, these for sure. days for sure. Yeah, you know? I mean, I I know for 
for myself personally, I mean, there was, uh, there's been a long time where I was working two jobs and, and still struggling. So it's like, yeah. you know, it just stinks when you're like doing all you can, but you can't, <laughs> it's not never enough, you know? So. Yeah. yeah. And I think the important part is, is to never give up, you right. know, and just keep on trying, you know, I mean, in the end, it's not about, you know, what you have or all that. It's about, you know, how much effort, you know, hey, you know, that guy really gave it hell, you know, in whatever you're doing. And But, yeah, that's that's the song, man. I like the outro where he's talking. Hey, man. Right. Throw me a line. Yeah, throw me. I know your brother. I'm a big fan of Jerry Reed. And so that I got all that kind of comedic – stuff from him you know and I, I got a lot of his albums and yeah. and so i had to throw a little jerry reed yeah. tribute there at yeah. the end uh and try my own little stab at, at, at it i like right. it i like it I <laughs> <laughs> as you were again talking about that with tom on slide uh i get i didn't really like put it all together but i'm i'm a, i love slide and I, I mean like i realized it was in there, but I, I mean, maybe that's one of my favorite, or maybe that's what hooked me in too. Like I <laughs> subliminally, just, yeah, right. I'm like, but there's just, uh, you know, I'm definitely a sucker for some slide guitar. So Amen. it was, uh, it was a nice touch, and this this whole song sounded really great. So uh, let's take a listen to Quicksand from Hi-Fi Drive By.
obviously you guys are all over the place. You guys are on the road quite a bit. Uh, we got, uh, but we do have some big shows here locally uh, in St. Louis, including uh, November 25th. You'll be at uh, Diamond Music Hall in St. Peter's, Missouri, where uh, you also filmed uh, the Ball and Chain video, which uh, you can check that out, uh, the single, uh, which uh, that turned out real nice and on YouTube and everything now. And uh, but uh, you'll be over there, and this will be more of like uh, with the horns and yes. and stuff. So, yeah. So the band uh, is a four piece band. Uh, it's it's now it's pretty hard to drag around more than four people uh, and and make enough money to pay everybody and with hotel expenses and so forth. But uh, on this particular show, we wanted to do a special show, and that and that's a holiday weekend. Uh, but we're gonna have uh, Tom Maloney come in and play guitar with us, and we're gonna have Kasimu Taylor on trumpet uh, and Frank Bauer on sax. Uh, Frank has been on several of my previous albums and used to be in the band and, and went all over the place with me, even Europe. And then Kasimu Taylor on trumpet. Kasimu and I uh, went to grade school together for a while and uh, actually played in the school band together at Humboldt Visual Performing Arts here in St. Louis. Wow. And so uh, I played clarinet back then and I was terrible at it. <laughs> but... Uh, it, and he became a master trumpet player and, and, and just a wonderful guy and a, and a fantastic musician. So when we first talked about having horns, I, I thought, well, if we're going to have horns, we're going to have Kasimu, or at least going to see if he wants to do it, you yep. know? Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's special to me that, that he's on the record because that's somebody that, I, that you know, I've known and was in a little band, you know, when I was in grade school here in St. Louis. So, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, anyway, that show is going to be fantastic. Diamond Music Hall is a, just a top, top venue for live music. I mean, the, the sound in there is unbelievable. They got more equipment in there than most small festivals. And uh, the light show is like third close encounters of the third kind, <laughs> uh, but you know they've it's it's a huge venue. They've got a lot of pool tables and they've got uh, somewhere to sit, and uh, it's just a nice, clean place. Clean, you know, it, it's going to be a great show. So I'm hoping everybody will come out to that one. Uh, we also have the uh, the show on the 21st that I, that I wanted to mention. Yeah, uh, the, the October 21st. That's going to be at the Blue House Theater out in, uh, what is that, Winsville? Uh, Warrington. Warrington, yeah. Warrington. Yeah. And uh, I'd like people to come out there and support that place. Uh, the It's a it's an old theater that this, uh, this guy has put together and made into a live music venue. And it's just a wonderful place to have a show. Uh, I really support people who take old buildings like that and, and convert them into live music venues and really try to make something out of them uh, more the the tradition in, in the united states is to tear it down and, and build something new and mm-hmm. build it cheap and uh you know in some cases people uh don't want to go that route and they want to take something old and make it something cool and yeah. and, and that's what they're doing out there so yeah, yeah i uh i went out there uh i mean they've only been open uh, like less than a year now but yeah. they uh uh, I think that was like the spring or something they opened up and I went out there, uh, I think maybe the first night was to see Tony Campanella play out there and I was really impressed with the whole room and like the sound and, yeah. uh, I like the exposed brick on the inside. It's just like, it has a real cool vibe and yeah. I like that the actual theater seating, you can actually, you know, you can sit down and mm-hmm. have a nice night and, um, but, uh, yeah, really a great room. I liked it a lot and I like how, um, uh, being that I live out that way having something cool bringing original music and uh and blues and everything else out that way to us uh it was it was nice too so yeah and you know to have places like that uh that aren't in the city uh and that are sort of in between cities uh for touring musicians is fantastic you know uh and she and they've got some nice wonderful uh touring acts in there and they're really making an attempt at making it into something special. And I think that they've got the right idea and they're doing a great job and it's going to be a fun show. Yeah. Well, again, uh, yeah. So, uh, is there ticket links for that or is it just, uh, pay the door? I forget how that, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's just, uh, you just have to go on yeah. my Facebook page, uh, or, uh, go on the, the website, jeremiahjohnsonband.com yeah. and you can find out where all of our shows are. And usually the ticket links are in the Facebook events. Yeah. Um, but you know, we're going to Texas in November, uh, 
twice, and uh, we're going to be in Tulsa for the first time uh, in November. And so, you know, we're, we're, I go to Texas quite a bit. I spent 10 years living down there in Houston. So, you know, we're, we're trying to expand, expand out as much as we can uh, after the pandemic kind of wiped the whole thing out for me. I, I was doing out of town a lot more before. Right. We also have a Florida t- uh, tour. Uh, and while I'm bringing that up, you know, I'd like to send out my regards to everybody who was affected by the hurricane yeah. uh, of the 12 dates which I, we had 12 shows booked. Three of the venues were uh, hit pretty hard. I think one of them was completely wiped out, the little bar. Oh, God. That, on that yeah. island, yeah. Wow. And um, so we're hoping that everybody was safe and, and no one got killed or hurt or anything, but we're also hoping that they're able to uh, get their lives back and, 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 and the venues back. And uh, so... If that doesn't happen, no, we w- there'll be other shows we're going to do. So we still got the Florida tour in February. And then in March, I'm going to be doing my first uh, Northeastern tour uh, without me being a support act or whatever. So we're going to be up in like Rochester, New York. Uh, and uh, so th- there's a lot of exciting stuff on the yeah. horizon. You know, we're, we're, we're working at it, trying to make sure that we go out of town once a month for 12 to seven days a, a month and we're going to do a, a weekend back here in st louis and then i'm going to have a weekend off every week every month so that i can spend some time with my family yeah yeah, yeah. And sounds then, like a plan that's right. a plan let's yep. see what you make it work <laughs> <laughs> yep. and then by that time it gets into festival season again so that's right right yeah, yeah. so uh, but yeah man I'm, I'm very excited uh to see what's in store for you guys and uh Obviously, this uh, record's a lot of fun. I can't wait for everybody else to give it a listen. Again, October 21st uh, on all your streaming platforms. And, of course, we got physical or uh, link uh, for pre-order right now, uh, jeremiahjohnsonband.com for that. And uh, But, yeah, and keep an eye out for vinyl coming soon. But, uh, but thank you all for doing this, man. It's been uh, super fun getting to spend some time today talking about this record. And, um, but yeah, I appreciate you guys doing this. Thank you, Shane. Thank you, Shane. Thank you, Shane. Yeah, Yeah, we appreciate you. And uh, congratulations on being able to keep this thing going as long as you have. Thanks. Yes. You know, that's not an easy feat, and it takes dedication. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, it's wild to to think that uh, there's a thousand episodes of these uh, out there. So it's... uh, it's pretty pretty surreal to when I sit back and look at what the work is, but I yeah, it's a ton of fun. I get to spend time with all my friends and yeah, and it's, uh, I'm glad people are listening still. Well, you know, the lesson is is in life and, and even as a musician or what you're doing or whatever you're doing, you know, as long as every day you're taking a step forward, uh, it may be baby steps, but one day you turn around, and you look, you've, right. you've done a thousand <laughs> shows. Yeah. You know, yep. yeah. next thing you know, I look back and uh, you know, I look at my my uh merchandise thing when i go to shows and and you know now i've got like nine cds i'm selling now i have more than that that i don't sell but nine that i'm currently selling i mean that either makes me feel real old (laughs) or you know but the point is is that i just keep trying you know i keep putting a foot forward you know and 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 that's what you got to do man you know and so congratulations on that yeah thank you appreciate that guys we appreciate you man (laughs) this is uh this has been great uh again thanks guys and thanks everybody for listening and uh we'll see you at a show bye everybody later right on Woo.